Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Riley's going to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos. Adarius Bowman with the TD. Breaking away is Connor McDavid barreling down the right-hand side to the net. Rick Scott Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. One of the best names in the NHL has opened the scoring this evening. Slater Cuckoo. For the Tampa Bay Lightning, his first of the season, they lead the Penguins 1-0 with six minutes left in the first period. Also underway tonight, the Blues and the Panthers, no score with about five minutes left in the first period. Seven games in all. The rest of them start later. Well, actually, the Stars and the Predators just dropped the puck. We'll keep you updated throughout the show. Also tonight, Game 5, National League Division Series, Cubs and Nationals. That one about to get started and a pretty good match up on Thursday night football. They kick off in about 20 minutes. Carolina home to Philadelphia. Both teams rolling in at 4-1. and one. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Chad. Don't forget, coming up on Saturday, we got that incredible doubleheader. 3.30, the countdown to kick off. 5 o'clock, Eskimos and Argos. 8 o'clock, Oilers and Senators. And then Rob and I will do overtime open line into the wee hours of the morning after that game. Just a quick note here about the lineup for the Toronto Argos. And this is of interest because James Wilder, the guy who had over 250 total yards against the Eskimos on September 16th, not expected to play for the Argos in that game, listed as doubtful. He has been amazing with a 7.3 yard per carry average since replacing Brandon Whitaker, whose average is only four and a half yards. So Whitaker expected to play in place of Wilder. So you wonder if the run game could be what tips the balance for the Eskimos with Whitaker coming back in and CJ Gable now in the mix for the green and gold. We'll get a little more on Gable and what makes him effective later on tonight from Carson Walsh. He's the offensive coordinator for your Edmonton Eskimos. All right, you can always reach me here, by the way, by calling 780-496-0063. You can also text 63630. The Oilers, another practice today at the community rink as they continue to tune up for the game against the Senators on Saturday night. And of course, if you haven't heard, no Eric Carlson for the Ottawa Senators. Um, Leon Dreisaitl once again did not practice, nor did Drake Kajula, which was kind of expected because uh, he was originally listed as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. McClellan revealed, head coach Todd McClellan revealed yesterday a bit of an eye issue for Dreisaitl. The sticker of puck got him in the eye on Monday night against the Winnipeg Jets. It, It didn't sound too serious. Sounded like he would be able to play on Saturday night. Well, now listen to McClellan today. No, the swelling's come down in his eye, and uh, you know now he has a little bit of vision out of it, but uh, still not 
uh, safe to put him on the ice today. And uh, or it's not something we're going to fool around with until he's 100% uh, ready to come back and uh, without any type of risk, he'll uh, he'll continue to be off the ice. Break day to day still. I you know obviously day to day has turned into about a week, so I guess we could call it week to week now. All right, so there's the injury update for your Edmonton Oilers. So with Dreisaitl, I, I guess we, we just we just wait and see. Uh, as McClellan referenced, the swelling, maybe not as bad as it could be, but not safe to put him on the ice. Um, Yamamoto was up there with uh, Nugent Hopkins and Maroon today. We'll have to I, I think this is just a wait-and-see scenario. Maybe Dreisaitl won't be able to skate tomorrow and, and, and take the morning skate Saturday. We'll just have to keep an eye on that one, so to speak. But Obviously, that's a big loss if Dreisaitl does miss any time. All right. A lot of, obviously, the Oilers game being picked apart lately because they're coming off a couple of lackluster efforts, but there is one player who's being praised. The Jets have had the better chances, nothing to show for, and the Oilers getting a chance. And a second one, rich shot score! Nurse finding Nugent Hopkins, and he drifts right down the slot. The Oilers go bang, bang, and tie the game with two goals inside of a minute. So Nugent Hopkins has scored in two straight games. Great goal against the Winnipeg Jets on Monday. Burst through the defense, took the pass from Nurse. He was being bothered from behind. Still got a very good shot off right up under the crossbar. In it goes. It uh, temporarily tied the game before Winnipeg pulled away. But Nugent Hopkins... He was a big discussion point in the summer. I mean, look, we know we know the history here. One of the three, the, the second of three number one overall draft picks the Oilers had in a row. Hall, Nugent Hopkins, Yakupov. Now the only one of those three still on the team. One of three $6 million players that the Oilers once had. Hall and Everly, the other two, they've been traded. Nugent Hopkins is still here. Peter Shirelli said it in, in preseason interviews that, yes, Nugent Hopkins' point production last year didn't match the salary, but he's still going to be a pretty important player on the team and an opportunity for Nugent Hopkins to step up. Todd McClellan has talked about not just Nugent Hopkins, but several of the players not named McDavid. You need to be assertive. You need to go out there and be a leader. You need to be the guy who can still swing the game in the Oilers' fla- uh, favor regardless of what... McDavid is doing, and McClellan says so far so good for that when it comes for the Nuge. I think arguably he's been our best forward. Um, He's played very competitively all over the rink on both sides of the puck. Haven't seen a lot of cheat in his game. He's used his ability to stand over pucks and protect them and escape well, and he's getting rewarded around the net where uh, some of our other guys that we expect to be productive, they're not quite doing those things, and guess what? They've got goose eggs, so um, I think he's been a very uh, effective player for us to this point. All right, so Nugent Hopkins, good assessment there from his head coach, Todd McClellan. And I, I think when you see Nugent Hopkins at his best, and, and look, I understand he's, he's going to have to get points to really make an impact more than he did last year. But when you see Nugent Hopkins at his best, he is dogged after the puck. He is bothering attacking players. He, he's back-checking hard. He's, as McClellan said, he's getting over top of the puck. He's working hard in puck battles. He's, he's getting that body position to try to get pucks in or out around the blue lines. And he's actually been pretty good at that. And, and I, I agree with McClellan that he's been a lot more engaged than some other guys you would expect points from, and that's why Nugent Hopkins has a couple of goals and a lot of guys don't. Here's Nugent Hopkins on his own game. I think right now I'm skiing a little bit more. I mean, keeping my feet moving, 
not I don't want to be standing still so much and waiting for a play to develop. I uh, just got to try to read plays before they happen and uh, react to them. So right now I'm just, I think what's helping me is just moving my feet and uh, skating well. And um, me and Luch have been together uh, so far the f- first three games and been feeling pretty good together. All right, so Nugent Hopkins and Lucic, kind of one of the pairs that we talk about for the Oilers, and I would no reason to split them up when the Oilers take on the centers Saturday night. So starting with a positive tonight, but obviously there are a lot of struggles for the Oilers through two of the three first games. Uh, Matthew Benning, you know, Johan Avitu may replace him on the, in the lineup on Saturday night. Benning, one of those guys that the Oilers needed to step up, more ice time because of Secker's injury. He has slid up onto that pairing with Chris Russell. You know, used used to be Secker on the left, Russell on the right. Now it's Russell on the left, Benning on the right. Uh, that very well could change on Saturday. And uh, McClellan says, though, Benning knows what he has to do, just has to get down and do it. Well, we, we still view him as a young defenseman that's developing. Darnell Nurse, you can put in that that uh, that whack as well if he too. Um, it takes a long time to perfect your craft on the blue line. Some some pl- people in the hockey world say over 300 games. So, uh, they got a lot of hockey ahead of them and a lot of improving to do. Uh, but so do some of the players that have played 700 games. So we're all in it to get better. All right. So Benning focusing. And look, he knows he's struggling. He, he's not out there thinking he's going to win the Norris Trophy. He knows he has to work. Part of it's confidence. Um, but I haven't been good thus far, so... Uh, show up to practice and work hard and uh, work with work with the coaches and video and stuff like that and uh, work with my teammates just to see if there's any areas that they notice so sometimes it's sometimes it's hard for me to recognize um, there obviously is a bunch of areas that I need to improve in and I recognize that but then there's a few others that um, they see so it's kind of a group effort and uh, just show up to practice with your hard hat on and work hard and get out of it all right and, and I think Benning is going to do that. I think this is an intelligent player that understands what's happening. He may have to take his lumps being out of the lineup for, you know, a game, maybe two, whatever. We'll see what a V2 can do. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. But Benning is there working, and the Oilers have worked hard the last couple of days. It just has to translate into a game situation Saturday night. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. Still ahead, a uh, really cool interview. I hope you like it. A really good interview with Chris Kelly, who's been skating with the Oilers, 833 games in the NHL. He has been through a lot in his life and career. He's going to open up about some of that. Quick time out here, Inside Sports on 630 Chat. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. The Oil Kings in action again tonight. They play at Moose Jaw. Game starts in about 40 minutes. They lost 5-2 in Brandon last night. We had Moose Jaw coach Tim Hunter on Inside Sports yesterday. He's also going to coach uh, Team WHL in the Canada-Russia series next month. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 6.20 Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. Patrick Bauer on the other side of the window as your studio producer this evening. Patrick, old boy, how are you doing? Oh, good, good. Are you sure you're good? No. You sound exasperated. I am exasperated. You sound a little flummoxed. I had a dream last night that I was a muffler, and when I woke up this morning, I was exhausted. As a dad, as an old dad joke. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I'm going to turn my mic off now. That's amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) 
I'd actually never heard that before. I like oh, really? that. Really? Well, you got that comedy show tonight. Feel free to yeah, use I'll just it. You know? That'll just be my whole act. <laughs> you have to excuse me. If I'm a little out of sorts, I dreamt I was a muffler, and now I feel exhausted. Yes. Is that the joke that I Great tell Great opener. Right? Beautiful. Nailed uh, it. No, that would be the whole act. Then oh. I would just walk off. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> like drop and go. Thank you. <laughs> my, my name's Reed Wilkins. Thank you. Hey, what do you win if you win top prize there? Just respect? Or? I think you just get, yeah, you just get name, the, name the winner. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think you just get name name the winner, and then you... Not even a free meal? Andrew go. Gross doesn't take you out for a personal breakfast? Well, maybe if uh, somebody from this building won, maybe he would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I would it. not choose bre- breakfast, though. No? Well, although I guess with mine and Andrew's hours, it might have to be. Hmm. Food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly here, yeah, you can always text 630-630, and sometimes uh, I will get non-sports-related texts, and I'm happy to read ones like this. Just a traffic note coming in here. A few minutes ago, Henday southbound, backed up from south of Y Road, past Baseline. Lots of fire trucks, ambulance, and police. So Henday southbound, backed up from south of Y Road, past Baseline, and uh, apparently something in the area. If uh, if you ever see anything, text six thirty six thirty. Give our newsroom a call seven eight zero four six six news. Sometimes with stuff like that, you are eyes and ears out there, and it does help to let other people know what's going on. Patrick, so you know for some reason in the last couple of weeks we've had unexpected topics spring up on Inside Sports. Quite a few, yeah. So you asked me what people win for the comedy show. I don't. I think there is a little trophy because uh, I've been in it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Connolly won one year from CBC. Paula Simons from The Journal won two years ago and I wasn't in it last year. Jesse Beyer from Global won. Here's what people can text 630-630. The <laughs> lamest prize you ever won. Oh, that's a good in one. In any, any competition. It can be sports. It can be public speaking when you were a kid in school. It can be, like, try to try to stick to things that were a sort of formal organized competition. Not like, oh, I raced my brother and our dad gave us a piece of gum. But the <laughs> lamest prize uh, you have ever won. Text to 630-630. That's good. I like that one. <laughs> it's got to be... There's got to be some good ones. Out Do you there. got one? What's the, the worst? I don't really. I don't really know. I mean, I haven't won a lot <laughs> in my life. I, I, so I'm trying. I, I, I'm trying to think. For me, I, I got to say, you know, when you those guys call you up and like, hey, we're showing vacuums in your neighborhood, just let us do a presentation. We'll give you a free prize. Right. It always turns out to be a cookbook or like a book of crossword puzzles or something useless <laughs> yeah, it's, like that, right? Like that's yeah. what a, that's what a 19 year old kid wants thanks for wasting my time here's a cookbook <laughs> I remember this is another aside here um, what, like I had just started living on my own I had a place off White Ave like 20 years ago and you know you're, you actually had a phone a lot of people don't know what those are you actually had a phone in your house this yeah. guy called and he's like I want to come show you this vacuum and, you, and, you, and you'll win something so I thought oh that's great I won't want the vacuum and then he came and like he did an exhibit, and then the, the, the prize was something like I can't remember what it was. It was, and then when I told him he didn't want a vacuum, he got like belligerent, and like he, I, he was, he was like wouldn't leave, like he would, he was leaving, but like slowly putting his shoes on and being just like, I don't know how you can pass up such a great deal. Like I don't know what's like. He starts like kind of insulting. I was like, yeah, I don't want the vacuum. I think you should go. Like it was, it was actually uncomfortable. That is a bit. Of a little uncom- hearing the story made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, a few people texting in about the crash uh, north side of Y. So if you are in that area, um, 
expect it to be slow or uh, avoid that part of the Henday. So that's Henday southbound backed up from the south side of Y Road. Um, this texture says, I won a raffle and I got a small stuffed bear. I guess especially if you're an adult, that might be a little underwhelming. It's a good prize at the fair, but not for a raffle. <laughs> Marina says, I worked at a beauty supply store when I won top sales in Canada. They gave me a slow cooker. It was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Uh, this person says, well, it's got kind of, is not exactly in the category, but it's worth saying, uh, lamest prize. I was at a company golf tournament. There were 195 door prizes and 200 participants. So I have to say, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. So they had 200 people at 100 and so five people got stuck going over without a prize that's you think they could have sprung for the five extra door prize here's a dollar you know <laughs> all right uh that's our uh, off topic topic tonight you can text 63630 the cubs have jumped out to a one nothing lead on the nationals they scored in the top of the first nationals now batting in the bottom of the first here's what we're going to do a couple more comments from oilers head coach todd mcclellan after the oilers skated today i sat down with uh, veteran nhler chris kelly uh not an oiler he was here on a professional tryout that has expired but he's still skating with the team and a very intelligent guy very candid guy had a great conversation with him about some recent memories he played in game seven for ottawa last year when they were eliminated in overtime against the eventual champion pittsburgh penguins suffered a really scary leg injury a couple of years ago i'll sit down with him and uh, that was a really good chat we had quick break for the 630 news it's inside sports on oilers and eskimos radio 630 chat Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers and Eskimos both play on Saturday. Both games will be on 630 Chad. Coverage starts at 330 Brandon Thompson, Corey Jones, looks like they're going to be back on defense for the Eskimos. That's good news. However, Johnny Adams and Neil King didn't practice today. Vidal Hazelton, Arjun Colhoun, receiver and defensive back, respectively, are back practicing and will be eligible to play next week. Eskimos and Argos, the game at the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium. Oilers and Senators, the matchup at Rogers Place. Hey, thanks for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. It is 6.34. NHL tonight, three games are underway. The Stars lead the Predators 1-0 in the first. Jamie Benn has his first of the year. No score, Blues and Panthers after one. Lightning lead the Penguins 2-1 after the first period. Victor Hedman putting the Lightning ahead at 19.59 uh, the first period. The buzzer beater. Okay. Cubs and Nationals in Game 5 of the NLDS. Cubs up one nothing. bottom of the first. And Thursday Night Football, about three minutes in. No scoring yet between Philadelphia and Carolina. We're going to get to my interview with Chris Kelly in a couple of minutes here. Patrick and I started talking about the lamest thing you have ever won. Getting some good text to 636. This is a good, popular topic. I like this one. We'll have to spice it in throughout the show. We can't do, do them all now. Um... 
Uh, Bob says, I want a Sheldon Saray jersey a week before he was traded. So it wasn't lame at the time, but it, it quickly turned lame. Uh, Adam says, a few years back, I won a free security system for my car. When I called to book an appointment, they wanted $800 to install it. My goodness. <laughs> this is a good one. Our team came in. Well, see, this, I, this they didn't actually win, but I'll, I'll read the text as it is kind of funny. Our team came in last at our school curling tournament. We each got a trophy. A monkey in a curling sweater holding a curling broom and a rock. Well, it is kind of mean. <laughs> like, if you're kids, like, good job coming in last, you bunch of monkeys. Oh, dang. Jeez, I don't... That's Salt in the wound. I'm sorry that... If that that might have that might have happened in Evansburg. <laughs> you know, just, just saying. You know. Um, okay, I'm going to read these two together here. Uh... <laughs> These are kind of surprising, actually. So this texture says, Hey, Reed, I won a horse's behind trophy once for a scavenger hunt. Yes, it was a trophy, and it had a horse's rear on it. And Jim says, I got a curling trophy at a spiel in Rocky. Not sure what place we got, but the trophy was the rear end of a donkey. Is that a thing? Animals' buttocks as on trophies? <laughs> well, I'm not in touch with the world. If that's, if that's a thing I didn't know about. If that's in touch, I'm glad to be out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, the, this is actually a su- uh, surprisingly amusing topic, so we'll go back to it throughout the show. You could text 630-630. I suppose you could call 780-496-0063 as well. But we do have some serious sports stuff to talk about, as serious as we can be. But Chris Kelly is a guy with a great story. He was with the Oilers on a professional tryout. They didn't sign it, but he can still practice with the team, so he's been doing that most of the time. He was away for a couple of days on the weekend. You know, he's 36, going to turn 37 on Remembrance Day. 833 regular season games, 92 in the playoffs. He's won a Stanley Cup. He was with Ottawa last year. He was a scratch for most of the playoffs, but he did play in Game 7 of their Eastern Final against Pittsburgh, and the Penguins won in double overtime. You know what? Uh, as you get older, uh, you're able to reflect on, on things a, a little better. And um, You know, I'd like to think of all the, the positive things that we did to get ourselves in that situation opposed to, to thinking of the, the one negative uh, like you said, the what if, if, but you know, we 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 did a great job, and you know, give them credit; they were able to find that goal. What do you think it was about that team last year? Because you know, you can say what you want about the people who make predictions, but not a lot of people were predicting Ottawa, maybe even to win the first round. What what was it that got that team on a roll and created all that good energy? Well, I think from from day one, everyone uh, bought into what the coach was, was trying to preach and um, you know we were able to play a, a good sound defensive style of hockey and you know Craig Anderson um, and Mike Condon were, were fantastic for us all year and definitely won us uh, a lot of hockey games and, and we got um, scoring when, when we needed it and you know I think you know, I've been been to the finals a, a few times and and you need luck, uh, you need health, and, and you need the, the bounces to go your way. And, uh, you know, I think we were fortunate enough to, to get those. 
the team last year with Ottawa, I mean, you had Anderson going through that. Obviously, that story kind of broke here in Edmonton uh, with his wife. And uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Murray, your general manager, had that, that battle, which unfortunately claimed him. Did, how, what effect did all that have on the players? Well, I think we were able to, to, to come together um, maybe a lot quicker than, than, than anticipated. And obviously, when you see things like uh, what happened with Craig and his wife uh, uh, happen, um, it brings a group close together and it puts the game in perspective. Uh, you know, we all love hockey and we want to succeed and want to do well, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's only a game and your family's the most important. And I think Craig knew that, that we felt um, whatever choice he made that we had his back and, and same with Nicole. And, um, you know, it was, it was great to, to see him come back and, and do, uh, do as well as he did. All right. Game seven, the moment that shot goes in and you realize it's done for the year. Uh, where were you? What's the first thing that goes through your mind? Yeah, obviously it's disappointing. Um, you work so hard uh, all season, uh, not just in the playoffs. You look, you look back to the preseason and training camp and how long the season is and the ups and the downs. And, um, you know, you get in a position um, to be uh, one goal away from going to the finals. And we just, they got that goal before we did. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those typical OT goals of just a you know kind of a floater and a, a knuckle puck type of thing and you know they they won um, you know it's it was uh, you know upsetting when the team is back together in a dressing room you know the moments after that game ends give fans some insight what is said is anything said is there hugging crying or is it quiet it, it's generally pretty quiet for for a, a while I think guys are kind of taking it all in and um, trying to reflect on what what just happened not not reflect on the, the entire season and ultimately uh, you know guys start unchanging and the coach may come in and have a, a few words or and players would would have a few words um, but at that time you're you're in the moment and not too many words can make you you feel better but I think with time heals all all right, I brought up some tough moments. You won the Stanley Cup. We should get to that as well. Uh, was it 4 nothing in Game 7 in, in Vancouver? All right, so give me that moment where maybe you realized, oh, my God, we did it. Like, you took that deep breath and be like, the work just, just paid off. What's that memory like for you? Um, see, that, that's a nicer memory. <laughs> um, you, you know, it, uh, it, was, it was a crazy series. Uh, you know, we go down to 0-2 in there. We, we tie it up in our rink. We lose. We're down 3-2. We win back. And then game seven, it's a coin flip. And we're in Vancouver. And, you know, we came out of the, out of the, the gates well. And, um, you know, I still was nervous because that was such a great team uh, right into the end. I think once Marchant scored that fourth goal, I think there was my, maybe th three minutes left. I kind of maybe took a little bit of a, a deep breath and thought, well, we got a chance here. So, um, but I, you know what, what kind of struck me is uh, I'd been on the other side in 07 losing and you're in the dressing room and that's really upsetting. Um, 
But that, when when we won, I looked over thinking, like, where, oh, where are they? Like, after, like, and I don't mean that by, like, any disrespect. I just mean I I hadn't experienced that side. I experienced the losing side. and um, But it was it was one of those things that was definitely an, enjoyable and, um, you know, something you look back on with, uh, with fond memories. What did you do your day with the cup? <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that because my my wife uh, my wife planned it all pretty much and she explained it was worse than than you know planning a wedding because not everyone wants to come to your wedding but everybody wants to come to that uh, that Stanley Cup party but uh, uh, in the morning I, I took it to uh, I celebrated the the day in Ottawa and uh, I took the cup to the children's hospital in the morning and. Um, I took it to uh, a golf course and uh, had a barbecue at the the clubhouse and uh, had kids and families and had a great time and took it back to my house with just uh, close friends and family. Enjoyed the afternoon and had another uh, night thing for just adults and uh, they got to to enjoy. But it it was a long day. I I actually lost my voice. I'd never lost my voice ever and just the amount of people you're talking with and and uh, enjoying the day but obviously that's one of those things that uh, that I remember quite fondly. One of the words I would use to describe you is resilient. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you broke your leg a couple of years ago. Did you ever think that was it or how did you get through that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when the doctor explains to you that it might be a, a year recovery and you're thinking well I'm, I'm 35 years old and um, you know, how am I going to come back from this? And, uh, you know, I didn't want that to be my, my last memory of, you know, playing hockey is being helped off the ice with a, with a broken leg. And I was so fortunate to have, you know, great people in Boston, obviously the, the surgeon and then the, the team doctors and our, our training staff there and the strength coach. They worked with me every day and they were upbeat and so positive and pushed me every day because it was hard. You come to the, the rink and you're, you're, you're rehabbing. You're not getting to play hockey, but, um, you know, in a, the sense to give me an opportunity to, to play, not knowing. Um, I give them, you know, all the, the credit in the world, and they're such a great organization for giving me that opportunity to come back and, and prove that I could still play. And I love the game, and I want to continue to play. Well, I really enjoyed that interview. Talk to Chris Kelly at the community rink today after he skated with the Oilers and and talk about being uh, candid about some highs and lows, a a Game 7 loss, a broken leg, but also a Stanley Cup title. Sort of the the meat of what we talked about. Could have gone on with Chris for a long time about his career, but very intelligent guy and appreciated him opening up about stuff. Pretty cool. He said said organizing a day with the Stanley Cup, more complex than planning a wedding, because not everybody wants to come to your wedding, he said, but everybody wants to come see the Stanley Cup. He certainly enjoyed that. You can text 630-630, the phone number is 780-496-0063. Philadelphia scores first on Thursday night football, up 3-0 on Carolina, seven minutes left in the first quarter. We'll keep you updated. The Oil Kings getting ready to go in Moose Jaw. That's a 7 o'clock start. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. Okay. What do you got there, Patrick Bauer? On the on the on the radio here? Yeah. This yes. is uh, highly suspect. 
Uh, My Name's Humans, the name of the song. All right. You like it? Well, I, I didn't know what was happening. Oh, it yeah. It just sounded like static it's for a while. It's got some staticky intro there. Yeah, it went on longer than I thought. I was concerned. It's good. Well, <laughs> by concerned, I mean not really concerned at all. I saw you. <laughs> you were flossing your teeth in there. <laughs> I shouldn't exaggerate. I was mildly curious. That's, that's how I'll put it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Inside Sports at 6.30, Chad. It's 651-780-496-0063 is the open line. You can text 630-630. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey on Saturday. Edmonton's Furnace Family Replacement Experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Oilers and Senators, 8 p.m. start. We're not going to have a face-off show on Saturday because we got something even better. We got the Eskimos and the Argos, so a double header coming up, and we will speak to Eskimos offensive coordinator Carson Walsh in the next half hour. Did you enjoy the Chris Kelly interview? It was great. He said he's uh, he's well spoken. He's entertaining. Didn't give you the cliches. No, no, he was uh, able to talk a little bit and uh, been through a lot in his career. So that was uh, I appreciate being able to hook up with him today for sure. All right. I'll get back to some of the amusing texts we have coming in in a moment. I should touch on the Oilers' uh, defense here. We, we could see Benning out and Johanna Vitu make his Oilers debut on Saturday and Todd McClellan with his assessment of Ovitu. Well, it, you know, I think he can fit our group right now. It's not like we're lighting the world on fire on the, on the back end. So uh, there's other veterans that have had three opportunities in, in the games that haven't performed to their, uh, their capabilities defensively. So we're going to give him a chance. We're going to let him go in and see what he can do. Ovitu played, uh, what, 27 games last year for the Devils. He can skate. I'm not sure how physical he is, if it gets to be one of those heavy games, one of the buzzwords we like to use, but I think the young man will get a chance, and, and he should get a chance. I'm just giving you my scouting report of what I see in here. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on that as we move along. It's kind of long between games here, obviously. The Oilers practice again tomorrow, morning skate Saturday, then the game is coming up on Saturday night. You know, I asked Todd McClellan, got a really short answer today about Yamamoto. I said, how much is Yamamoto because he was up there with uh, Big David and Maroon today. I said, how much is Yamamoto deserving to be here, and how much is other players not having grabbed that opportunity? Well, we're not, we're not keeping an 18-year-old um, and fooling around with him uh, unless he's earned it. So he's earned the opportunity to be here. It's as simple as that. All right. So that's that. Fair enough. Worst prize you've ever won. You can text 630-630. This texture says, I entered a golf tournament and won the Golden Shovel Award. My qualifying round was the worst round ever. Then my final round, I outplayed my group by 11 strokes. Worst thing was, they didn't let me take the shovel home. So, that's pretty lame. They give you a lame award, and then you don't even get to keep it. Uh, My friend was at a banquet. They had great prizes like iPods, restaurant gift certificates, and wine. She got a nose hair trimmer. That sounds like it was a hint at something for her. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's useful, but yeah, yeah. Given given the other prizes on the marquee, little little lower down. 
the because that seems to be something. If you really needed one, you could go out and get for probably what two or two or three dollars. They're not expensive. I can't no. imagine them being expensive. No, you could probably get a deluxe nose hair trimmer for ten bucks. If you want to, if your daddy Warbucks, sure, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this. <laughs> This texter says, I was at a golf tournament where the prizes were given out randomly by picking a number. I got kitty litter. <laughs> Worst prize ever. I don't even like cats. That'd be a curious prize. What? Who, like, who's donating prizes? The people and... <laughs> donating or going out and buying and selecting the prizes. That's. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe if it was a golf tournament for cat enthusiasts, yeah, some then you'd have kitty litter. Some kind of SPCA awards thing or something like that, but... Kitty litter. That's of a, all things. That's, I mean, I, I, yeah. Again, I'm speechless. If it's like the, uh, if it's like the, you know, the the Seba Beach cat enthusiast golf tournament, oh, you that, go to the Seba Beach golf tournament, yeah. and you got a bunch of cat related prizes. That makes sense. Yes, but in, anywhere else, I I, I Next can't to support TVs that. TVs and leaf blowers. Why is there a bag of kitty litter here? <laughs> uh, here's a good one from JT. Should we read this one? I'm going to read this one. Oh, why not? That sounds good. Because we're winding down to the end of the hour, right? Car- yep. Carson Walsh, Eskimos offensive yep. coordinator, is coming out. Uh, this isn't really a prize, but I, I feel like JT really opened up here, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to read this text. He goes, uh, I took a smoking hot girl back to my hotel room from the bar when I was in Thailand. I soon found out she wasn't a she. Well, then what happened, JT? <laughs> I feel like that's not the end of the story.